0: It's Wednesday, so.
1: That's traffic. You see the sharks out there? You want to get back in the water?
0: <laughs> UMass lost again? They're coming after me, Beetle. <laughs> it is. Drop uh, my <laughs> it's an, Dining Halls. It's a nice Wednesday evening here. On set a, at, uh, at the 98.5. a five.
1: Wednesday in the Blitz <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: A week ago today, we had our fantasy football draft.
1: Yeah, we did. And a week I ago tomorrow was opening night. Lost. Yeah. I did. New York, New York
0: Schmeckles was going to annihilate you either I way.
1: I was going to end up, if I kept my guys in, if I kept uh, Stafford, um, the Rams and Waller and I would have lost by like five.
0: Mm. Well, the only the
1: only issue is my wide receivers. Uh, uh, whatever, Julio Jones has had to go up. And he now we Jamal play Oche. this
0: week. I'm coming for you. Okay. I'm coming for I'm you. For
1: the king, I am still. I'm still the reigning champion.
0: Yeah. Well, you are a fraudulent king. We all know that.
1: I'm still like. I'm still your fantasy game.
0: Yeah, that's true. But anyways, so. we, have, we have a fantastic uh, episode today. We, of course, are going to have our fastest 69 seconds. We'll recap the Bucks, Pats, Bills, and anything else that caught our eye, maybe? Uh,
1: uh, there, there were a few things that um, I think I texted you. Also, uh, congratulations to Notre Dame um, for dropping four spots in the ranking. And
0: after- congratulations to Michigan for getting ranked. Let's go, let's go. Yes. Who were who the other games that you wanted to talk about? uh,
1: uh the Packers, the Titans, Packers, uh,
0: Titans, perhaps even I, maybe the Browns, Chiefs, and the Ravens. Because I didn't
1: watch a lick of <laughs> Well, I did just I did. to hear Tony Romo. But
0: I yeah. With that being said, Matthew, how about the Monday night game? With that being said. Hmm. <laughs> Boom <laughs> Week One NFL football was back this past weekend, but it started on a Thursday night when the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones visited Tom Brady's world and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were dropping banners and Tom Brady was dropping dimes to Antonio Brown, who has emerged as one of the league's best wide receivers, just as I had called it. Bucks have a late comeback led at the hands of Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. And Suckup gets it done to clinch the victory. Buccaneers 31, Cowboys 29.
1: We next head to the most patriotic place in the world. Boston, Massachusetts, but really Foxboro, Massachusetts, host the Dolphins. Huh? Huh? As Matt McCorkle-Jones takes on his former Alabama team in a heated defensive showdown of mediocrity. As Caleb McCarthy's boyfriend decided to fumble and stumble his brain into giving the, ball on the Baltimore Ravens the Miami Dolphins a football game. Blake Silver. was able to fall ass backwards into a win. He's slanting his way all the way to 17 points. He's 17 to 16. I blow someone in the finals.
0: Some spread. We now head to Atlanta, where it was the better of the Alabama quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts getting it done for the Eagles. No Carson Wentz, no Nick Foles, no problem. The Eagles steamroll the Falcons, and it looks like it's a new era in Philadelphia, led by three. Jalen Hurts, touchdowns. Eagles, 32. Falcons, six.
1: <laughs> we now at the Western New York <laughs> pick come up a whole go, as Josh Allen had a throwback. He also ran around like a chicken with the head cut off and showed the Decinos a poor output of 16 football points as TJ Watt was sacking all over the place and Ben Roethlisberger and all 17 of his kids were able to put up not one, not two, but 23. 23, huh? Uh-huh. And remember... No one so circles the wagons my like my the Buffalo Bills. 23 16 Steelers
0: win. <laughs> <laughs> we head to Cin- Cin- C- Cincinnati, huh? Where they host the Minnesota Vikings. And it's uh-huh. the new look Kirk Cousins Vikings offense. Well, not new look, but as Joe spinos would say, they're coming out firing. But it was Dalvin Cook. Who f- 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 fumbled the ball at the end. And Joe Burrow hooks up with his good friend, Jamar Chase. And it's the Bengals with Joey Burrow getting it done. Bengals 27, Vikings 24.
1: We now head to the great city of Detroit, where the 49ers were motorboating motorboat the Lions. Dan Campbell, Campbell and his team were able to fall back up and fight some kneecaps on the way. As they were able to almost take down Pretty Boy Jimmy P a surprisingly interesting contest,
0: 41-33. 49ers. <laughs> we head to Tennessee, where Matt and want to go. And go vacation and party there and watch the football game. But there is no football being played by the Tennessee Titans because the Arizona Cardinals stopped them! Kyler Murray throws Price. not one, not two, not three, not four, but he had five touchdowns. And so Charlie Jones had not one, not two, not three, not four, but five sacks. Cardinals 38, Titans 13. <laughs>
1: We now head to the middle America as the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. Mr.
0: Unlimited.
1: Booth, <laughs> and Carson Wentz as the Colts give a wentz winson, interesting performance. against the Seattle Super Seahawks. 28-16. How about them 12s? <laughs>
0: In a game in which I did not watch a single second of, it was the Washington football team hosting the San Diego L.A. Chargers. Apparently, Fitzpatrick got hurt, but now I will begin to watch them because Taylor Heineke is now the starting quarterback of Washington. But it was no use. It was not good enough. And the Chargers win this one. Chargers, 20, Washington, 16. In a battle known as the Sam Darnold
1: Robinson, he takes on the New York fighter jets and Zach Wilson. He looks exactly like his mom. It's a smoke show. And it was Sam Darnold who got out too early. Flying all over the place over the top. Bobby Anderson? oh uh-huh. and Another former. And they were able to hold on for an 1914 year.
0: Some spread boom. We head to Houston, where it was Jack Easter being his burner account, putting the burners to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one wasn't even a contest, and Urban Meyer was having a heart attack on the sideline. Trevor Lawrence throws three picks. Not a good start for the Jacksonville team. Houston, 37. Jags, 21. We now head to Kansas City,
1: where the Cleveland Browns were steamrolling the Kansas City Chiefs early on until their hunter got a steaming dump on the night and was able to let the chiefs back into the game where the chiefs ended up winning was 33 to 29 according to sources
0: <laughs> according to another source we head to not new orleans but to florida and Jameis winston he's used to florida baby and he put up a whopping 38 points whoop Whoop, whoop, against Aaron Rodgers and the hippie Green Bay Packers. Man, does Rodgers need to clean up that look. Saints, 38, Packers, 3?
1: In the most anticipated matchup in all the land, against Denver tacos, took on the New York ball Giants as Joe Judge got his team ready to fight for fumbles as Daniel Jones gave them every opportunity. But Eddie Bridgewater and his two clubs were able to create a magic trick. They make the giant season up here
0: before it started. 27-13 walkos. <laughs> we now head to the five and a half billion dollar stadium, SoFi, in Los Angeles, where the Roms took on the Chicago Bears. This one wasn't even close. Well, uh, it actually kind of was close until the Bears kind of botched it in the second half. But Nonetheless, Stafford makes a good debut. Rams, 34. Bears, 14.
1: And then last week, we go to the Death Star and watch the Oakland Raiders be gone of Baltimore. My wife, as John Harbaugh would get go all Oh, the Roden, Chucky himself, was sitting there watching that Derek Carr Roll the ball to Darren Waller. The best player he's ever coached ever. <laughs> a boatload of guys. But it actually works in a 33-27 overtime roller. Alrighty.
0: What a week that was. Great fast fastest 69 seconds. That was a good that was a really good opening week fastest 69 seconds, I think. And boy, oh boy, um, do we do we have a treat for the audience this week? We have a fantastic special guest, and we'll begin that segment right now. All right, joining us now, as we mentioned, we have a very special guest to talk some football with NBA us. Insider all episode long. Welcome to the show, to the show, Jamel Sirleaf. How are you doing?
2: I'm great, man. I'm great. Uh, still victory week. So I'm not going to let that go. I don't take victories for granted anymore. I appreciate every single one.
0: And, and then for those wondering, Jamel is a is a longtime Buccaneers fan as opposed to myself, who yep. is uh, mainly a Bucks fan for the last 15 months. But I, I embrace it. Born and it. raised, Born. Florida, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Born yeah. and raised. Yes you've dealt with Chucky. You've dealt with Fitzpatrick. You, I mean, you've, you kinda, you've kind of been through a lot and now you have bro. So
2: Greg Schiano too. Great. Greg Chiano, Lovie Smith, uh, Raheem Morris. Drafting Soto.
0: kickers that, uh, are out of town within like a year. And you know how that goes.
2: <laughs> Bobby G uh, do, Bobby Aguayo. Yeah, of course. So, some, so, some of these kickers we, there was a year, I think three or four years ago, we had four kickers in the same year. It's like absurd crazy
0: and and we might as well start there because Collinsworth mentioned it on the Thursday night game we'll talk about the Dallas and uh Tampa Bay game first he said it like three times at the end he's like Tampa Bay finally has their kicker (laughs) (laughs) and and I'll be honest we, we can almost go in like reverse order of this game here but it's I've you know I've been a Brady fan my entire life and so when he got that ball back you know he had the timeout you can kind of get, you know, he hasn't converted on, like, every two-minute drill he's run before. You know, he's not gotten it done before, most notably Super Bowl 52. He, he got the fumble. Bowl. Right. But you can almost tell from, like, the first two or three plays that he runs, like, all right, he's he's probably going to get this done. And I think after that conversion to Gio Bernard on that third down, I'm like, all right, he's he's going to go. He's going to get this done. So as a longtime Bucks fan, what was your thought process seeing uh, you know, Brady get the ball back there uh, in the
2: two-minute drill? Well, it was, it was a mix of belief and pessimism, if that makes sense. Because I understand the history of Brady. I've seen it with other teams. But there are very, very, very few moments as a Bucks fan that I've seen the Buccaneers actually come back in a situation like that. Um, the way I'm thinking about it, and let me just preface this with, like, I still noticed so many ways in which this 2021 20, Buccaneers team can improve um, offensively, defensively. I thought special teams surprised me a lot, which was uh, an encouraging sign moving forward, but a minute, some change left, ball back, bad Dallas defense. I knew in my heart of hearts, like this is totally possible, but considering like the penalty history that this team has with the fact that you're throwing the ball, no questions asked, There's always the tips. There's always the the wrong route um, that can happen to cause a turnover. It was like. When I actually saw the kick go in, I was like in disbelief, bro. I was like, this is exactly what Patriots fans have felt like for 20 years. I'm like, everything should be fine in Boston. Like no one should care about anything. (laughs) Uh the streets should be clean of litter. Women should sing in the streets. Like I would be ecstatic if I felt this kind of confidence going into a game or a fourth quarter of a game every week. This is insane. So to, to sum it all up, I knew it was possible. I had my pessimism, pessimism deep down, but as, it, as he went through the motions and I saw Brady's eyes, I knew in my heart of hearts that I was going to be okay. Like there's a, there's a, there's a a clip like in the game. I don't know if you guys remember where he like is just dead staring in the camera. And I was like, this fucking guy (laughs) is totally convinced he's going to win. That's insane. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that kind of confidence is like because no one on my team has really had that in the past, you know, 15 years.
0: It's crazy. I know exactly the look you were talking about.
2: Yeah. And I, I
0: remember there was a clip, and I think some documentary ESPN, ESPN released like 10 years ago or something like that, like the Brady Six. And uh, yeah. his fullback from Michigan was playing on the Chargers, and he said, you know, Brady was down, the Patriots are down, and Brady on the other sideline gave him that little look and said, you know, I'm, we're, we're going to get this, we're going to come back. It, crazy. What did you think, though? People are saying maybe it was a push off by Godwin, maybe not, offensive pass interference on that last one. I'm I'm kind of leaning with Collinsworth here saying on back shoulders, the defender can kind of get off balance, right? Because they're they're just not in the right, you know, position right. to defend it.
2: Well, we and 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 if you looked at it, they're it's I mean, there's obvious hand fighting. They're gripping. He's got outside shoulder, Chris Godwin's got inside leverage on his with his left hand so when he extends inward he's literally he's just pushing off an arm that's holding on to him realistically the guy trips up because i mean you're going to be like you mentioned you're going to be off balance anytime you do that like if you're gripping to a guy and he releases like and you're running backwards anyway you're going to slip so i don't i wouldn't consider that that's also the way they've really called the game um if you're gonna if you're not Okay, if you're gonna get that call, then I want the Jamel Dean pass interference calls back. Does yep. that make sense? Yeah. Like I, I want those ones back because I don't see how those two plays are different or those three plays. Excuse me, because we got two in, yep. in the middle of the game that I thought were what gave Dallas momentum back to to really like start ripping it. Um, I want those two plays back then, right? Because then you 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 can't play it to where just because it's the moment and it's Brady and people pundits are gonna like put all their two cents in because of that. Now you can't do that. Play play the game fair. Call the game fair. Call it consistently across the board. Yeah, Matt. So,
1: yeah, no, I looked at it and I said, I don't disagree with you and I see what you're saying uh, in terms of it's, he he, he kind of slipped. He kind of fell back on his own. However, mm-hmm. the stupid league spawn and his crew decided to call every penalty under the sun. It felt like every other play was a penalty. It got oh, yeah. brutal to watch at points. It was like – and so over the course of the game, you know, there's – in a playoff game, usually they should be calling it a lot tighter and a lot tighter and it a lot fewer penalties. But now in this game, it was like every penalty under the sun. So I would not have been surprised, um, honestly, based on the how the game was going, that they they would have thrown that flag. However, you know, like in the moment, I feel like the refs – if it, if that play happened in the middle of the second quarter, I think that play would have gotten called.
2: I can agree with that. Yeah. I you can know, agree with that because they were calling. So you're, you're absolutely right. right. They were calling that's, that
1: it, It's you got to base the officiating just off that game and that crew. And of course the stupid Ed Hockley's son who decides to want to go on. If you remember Ed Hockley, all he loved to do is get on the air and talk loved as it. much as humanly possible. So now his son's out there doing the same thing for the next 40 years. <laughs> so that's yeah. going to be great. Um, and show off his yeah, arms too. If but I- it was the second quarter. That would have been a penalty. But
0: as good as Godwin's catch was and that, you know, back shoulder on that last drive, there's been at least, you know, listen, I, again, I've not been a Bucks fan for that long. From what I have seen of Godwin, to me, I just see too many mistakes all the time. I remember there was a bunch of drops last year that he had, especially in the playoffs. He had a lot of drops. Uh, he had that big fumble last Thursday night. There is that... uh ball that Brady threw deep that, again, he threw to his outside shoulder, but that's where the safety wasn't. So, you know, it's good that the ball is on that side. And again, it kind of went through his hands, and that was another big play that Godwin missed. Yeah. To me, you know, I, Antonio is the best receiver on the Bucks, I think, you know, at least because of the chemistry he has with Brady. And then I would want to say Godwin's number two if he didn't keep having those mistakes. And then to me, Mike Evans, I, I think, is just not on the same page with Brady. I don't know whether he you know, gives up sometimes on, you know, those stop routes or, you know, comebacks. He's just not driving off anything. And then, you know, I know Matt listens to the Zolak and Bertrand show every eight plays. Mike Evans makes like some great catch and we're like, Oh wow. Mike Evans is so good. But is Mike (laughs) Evans, you know, consistently going to, you know, be there. It's just like no connection.
2: I agree with you in a lot of respects because I am also somewhat surprised at the inconsistency coming from both of those clearly superbly talented wide receivers. I mean, we're talking about physically um, neck up mentally. It's all there. That's why Brady came to this team in the first place um, because of those two guys, Chris Godwin previous to the, the Brady years was probably the most consistent receiver uh, that I'd seen the bucks have in, in the past five years. Um, caught everything, ever a problem, ran all the right routes, body control impre- impeccable, um, hands were impeccable. Um, I think just if you look at their entire off seasons through through, through the actual games, the amount of balls and reps that, he's act- that these guys are actually getting because there's so many weapons is not allowing for them to get in a rhythm consistently. I think other receivers would actually struggle yeah. uh, in an offense like this With a new system, you're coming. This is their first offseason together, mind you, Um, not including like last year. You know, they really had limited time together with Mike Evans. That's something that I've been harping on for a long time. Actually, I think if he wants to be known after his career as one of the top five receivers of this era, he has to show up every single game because we can't do the one catch week one, you know, six catches week two. Three catches, week three, week four to three hundred yards. You know, like it's yep. just, the inconsistency has been there. But I also got to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's really hard to be a consistent number one with three number ones. Yeah. Um. A B, on the flip side, is different because A B is not running the routes in that playbook. I just want let's just clarify that A <laughs> B is. AB <laughs> is taking wheel routes and then cutting and then bobbing his head and going back inside. And because he has that connection with Brady, Brady's like, well, fuck it. I, I know where he's going to be. And I know he's going to be open versus if I see this coverage and Mike Evans is there, I already know the route he's running, he's covered. I'm not going to throw the ball there. Same with Chris Godwin, um, with Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown, because each play has like a little bit of um. I guess what's what's the word called like improv? Like it, there's a little improv. There's, there's options. Right. There's there's option. They're they're running option, an option right. route with a little bit improv. There's a higher percentage actually of that of that play getting open than I think for uh, for Chris Galvin or Mike Evans often.
0: Yeah, that that's very true. And I think both uh, Brady and Gronk were talking. You're talking about the improv on the second touchdown where Gronk brought, blocked and then released. I think mm-hmm. Brady had said he's like yeah. I, I don't know if like the, you know, block release, what part of that, you know, was, you know, practiced or really in the playbook. But I, you know, they, Brady had said, we ran that stuff before. And I remember they had run that in New England, a little block yep. and then released right up the field. And, you yep. know, it's just that, that connection, I think with Brady, when you have a 44 year old quarterback who, you know. Do you remember the first yeah. time it happened? Uh, the Not the one I posted to Twitter. I I posted the one against the Jets. No, there was a one. There was one before,
1: about ten years ago. Remember oh, they boy. played the Redskins way way back when.
0: Oh yes, I do. Yep.
1: Brian uh, Carrigan. And yeah, and, and he, he. Yes. Gronk and carried up, a very like very strong
0: guy is like what the, you know the broadcast said. But yeah, no, I remember that one too. But anyway, with a with a forty four year old quarterback, he doesn't want to get you know, hit over and over. Maybe he doesn't want to wait three and a half seconds for the routes that Mike Evans runs to develop. Maybe he's mm-hmm. like, all right, I know where AB is going to be. I know where Gronk's going to be. And, you know, let me just get the ball out and get it to him. Yeah. So, but, you know, again, I'm kind of with you throughout the game. I was disappointed about how close it was. You know, I'm like, it was frustrating seeing those two picks that really weren't his fault. And then letting the Cowboys back in kind of just on – shooting yourself in the foot. But then when it came down to it, when the field goal went through, I didn't really care about any of that. I'm like, all right, they won. That's (laughs) right.
2: Yeah. they won. Let's just get out of here. Like we don't need to be playing these guys. Like we're, you know, we're, they had their shot and that, and that's what this team needs to understand. And I think every, the best teams in the NFL, in NFL history, truly understand top to bottom in their makeup, that they are getting, everyone's best shot that year like regardless of their record the previous year regardless of their talent regardless of their coaching staff that you don't want to go on week one season opener thursday night football and get embarrassed like these are grown men who understand that people look up to them that this is how they feed their families so they're gonna come in there and hit you in the mouth (laughs) And like this team needs to understand, especially that defense needs to understand that you can't give up a, 10 yard route. You can't give up a five yard slant. You can't give up a hitch just because like, ah, oh, he got me like, no, like you're just giving them more ammunition and more confidence to sit there. Like we can take the world champs mm-hmm. and that's how you get close games. Like this.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. You know, it, it, like you said, it's almost a wake up call, but good thing they had the wake up call without gaining the loss. But Thank God, Matt. One team that did get a wake-up call, but also did get a loss, <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> for you, was the New England Patriots. What I know, you probably have a lot to say about that. What do you? I think? do. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, no. Uh, first off, so they had eight possessions in the game, which is uh, relatively low, and I think you've asked me about that before. Usually, a team gets about eleven to twelve, but they they had good. They had the ball for almost 15 more minutes of the Miami Dolphins in this game. However, uh, on their eight possessions, I counted seven of them got to at least the 50 and five of them got inside the 25 and they ended up with 16 points, which is not good, No, right? They had Stevens fumbled at the 50 and then uh, Kayla McCarthy's boyfriend fumbled. <laughs> Uh, inside the tent. <laughs> um, and that just was not i I, I texted Zach after um saying uh, I won't repeat what I said um but I, it, I that was one of the more infuriating games going into the season I looked at it and I said okay they built a team around the quarterback to where the quarterback does just does not have to throw the game away he just doesn't have to screw up and everything flipped to where the quarterback did everything he could to win the game and the team screwed it up. It was infuriating. Um, the biggest thing that happened was Trent Brown left the game early. They put in a uh, backup uh, tackle, Justin Ron, and he got uh, just bullied the whole game. And that was brutal. They had miserable, uh, just idiotic penalties that crippled drives all the way through the game. Um, I'll get to Mac Jones later, but their, their receiving core looked okay. Um, I liked what Aguilar showed. Uh, obviously Myers looked decent. I thought Smith looked okay. Uh, it would have been nice to see Hunter Henry actually, you know, uh, play in the first half. I didn't see him in mm-hmm. the second half. Yeah. Um, and then, um, Damien Harris ran well all the way until the fumble, which was annoying, but if you watched it, you would see, okay. Mac Jones is getting guys like a free rusher right in his face. That happened about five or six times where there was a guy literally dead to rights had him and he would throw a perfect pass. Like right read, right person third down, first down red zone, wherever. Yeah. So he was, he looked like he was ready. He looked like he was ready for the NFL. The dolphins threw a lot at them. Flores knows a lot about the Patriots, obviously coming from New England. But Mac Jones looked ready. The problem was the rest of the team wasn't. And that falls uh, squarely on Bill Belichick, who I put my uh, kind of my eggs in the basket, if you want to say, believing that his team would be more prepared um, and they weren't. And that started with the first defensive possession, too, which was uh, miserable. So it was sucks. And so they were able to make him look halfway decent. And uh, they gave up you. Did you see how many slants they gave up over the middle where there's no one covering them? How soft it was? If you, can't, if you make two go to his second and third read, he can't do it. If you watch him, he'll panic in the pocket. Mm-hmm. It's either The only things he completed were deep shots down the field to Waddle and Parker because they're exceptional, and then slants over the middle to guys who were wide open, or it was a screen. It wasn't like he stood there in the pocket and went through his first, second, and third read. It was... It was soft on the defensive side and it was dumb on the offensive side.
2: I don't know what you guys think. Well, I think I'm starting to question New England's overall strategy defensively because I expected them to come into this game and wallop Miami uh, up front. That is a suspect offensive line. And like you said, Tua is a one read throw quarterback. He has been pretty much like his entire career. Um, he's not as mobile as people say. Like, I don't know why people think like, oh, he's going to he's going to run. He's not going to take off. Um, no. Plus, he's, he's got no hips. Like, where's he going to go? Like, <laughs> I could <can> get him. <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, yeah. So I, I'm trying to figure out like why. And I I do understand that from a secondary perspective. It's, it's kind of hard for them right now to. To, without to run press man exactly without without Stephon Gilmore to run press man, but it was really interesting to see a Bill Belichick defense play so soft in the in the middle, especially when like your their best players, Mike Isecki, on, on I'm talking about Miami, will feast on your linebackers that way. Um,
1: and maybe it's like it's, didn't uh, have a catch though; it was all the receivers.
2: Right. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out why I mean maybe that was the maybe it's the plan like Bill Belichick always says you know take away the their best player and maybe Miami adjusted to allow for for some of their players to I, I do think they ran a lot of trips um and allow for their their offensive weapons to to find soft spots in that zone in the middle. But uh I was curious why they wouldn't just come up to a team that is I think slightly less talented them if I'm looking offense to Patriots defense and, and play a man up.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I don't, the other thing that annoyed me, and I don't know if you, um, Andrew, I don't know if you saw the the snap count, but I think Jalen Mills played more snaps than Jonathan Jones. Who would you rather have at cornerback? Jalen Mills or Jonathan Jones?
0: Jonathan Jones.
1: Jonathan Jones is a very good slot corner, one of the better ones in the league, and he's very fast. And they have Jalen uh, Waddle, who hurt them, scored a touchdown on him, and Jalen is. Fast as shit. <laughs> now, now, my my
0: question is, and this kind of goes to what Jamal was saying, and and Bill Belichick, right? He's going against Tua Tagovailoa, and yeah. you mentioned, okay, it, he sees the first read. If it's open, throw it. If it's not, shit hits the fan. But if, you're, that, if you're if if you're if you're <laughs> Belichick, awesome. and you're Belichick, this mastermind defense, okay, sure you don't have Gilmore, which kind of you know allows you to get those quick slants out because you're playing more zone than man. But don't you think that, you know, Belichick now is unable to stop a first read in an offense? Like, how was Brian Flores, the disciple, able to get Tua to see one read, throw it, and then get out of there with a win, too?
1: That It wasn't that they didn't stop it. They just didn't adjust. They didn't do anything different. From the first snap, exactly. the last series where they ran out the clock, the first play, you remember the, the set? downs. The the first play went, I forget how many yards they picked up, but they got a holding penalty, backed him up. It was first and 14 from the five. Mm -hmm. And then Parker, I think, got 13 yards on a slant. Like, same thing, wide open, um, soft coverage. And it was like they didn't adjust for any down, any distance, any part of the game, um, which is uncharacteristic of uh, Bill Belichick. And very infuriating. Um, Also, the Patriots' uh, front seven didn't um, and Jamel, you noted this: the, the uh, Miami offensive line not very good, and the Patriots' defensive front uh, really didn't take advantage of it like I thought, and they only poured um, millions of dollars, <laughs> millions of dollars in the offense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matt Juan's
2: got the the red. Uh, yeah, the yeah red he's got head. the number nine. He's got the single digit. Nine, he looks really yeah. fast and
1: everything. He looked good, but he did look good. Uh, but no, the problem is Hightower. I don't think the the issue is Hightower. Hightower looks slow to shit. He's I, I texted you that. I said, does he look he, slow or what? Out for COVID. Yeah. And I don't think Vanoy looks very good, but you got Ush, Uche, the Michigan man.
0: Yeah. But the, the other thing is Hightower, uh, left near the end of the game, right? Right. So, he's, he so they're saying that, that, this week. Well, okay. But if he, wa- so you think Hightower is going to f- come right back for next week? Yeah, because other, otherwise it would have to be report, Van Noy would Van Noy was swing on the up top.
1: Report.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh wow. But okay, yeah. so so that's kind of looking at at the micro level of of their defense, right? And so looking at it in depth, you're like, all right, they should probably be able to do a lot better against you know Tua than they did. But on the other hand, 17 points isn't the end right. of the world, and then the offense could only put up 16 points. But then Mac didn't look like he played. Poorly, but somehow you only put up 16 points.
1: If you told me going in that Mac was <laughs> gonna complete 75% of his passes and have over a hundred quarterback rating, right? And he was gonna drop back over 40 times too. On top of that, I'd be like, Oh, how many points do they win by? <laughs> you know, and the kicker makes all his kicks and everything. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I looked at it, I was like, Oh, cool. And Mac Matt throw to James plate. I needed a cigarette after that one. That was nice. Yeah. Um, and like the it just the throws over the middle. There was one to Aguilar down the deep left sideline, where there was a guy right in his face as he was getting hit. It was a deep comeback to, to Aguilar. Mm-hmm. like, Oh, there's his arm strength. Remember, I was talking to your dad to see. he was like, "Oh, Mac doesn't. Uh, he doesn't handle pressure well." Well, there was there was about five or six instances where there where there was nobody blocking one mm-hmm. rusher, any guy or guy right right in the face. So long term, um, I'm pants off for Mac Jones. Great, I got the guy. Cool. <laughs> I got the quarterback already um but for uh this week going into next week uh for the jets and I, we'll discuss uh on Friday right but uh this is a uh must win actually the next two weeks are must wins um
0: and New Orleans and I, isn't as easy as you thought they were going to be now
1: right for uh, three. James Winston's still um
0: I don't know.
2: It seems like he he kind of figured uh, it out with those, Sean Payton. One of
0: those uh, baseball team
1: thirty thirty players. So, last Don't summer.
2: believe it, guys. Do not I, believe it.
1: I I know. It, yeah. No. Um, but still, <laughs> New Orleans is a good team. New Orleans is a good team. Yeah. So I'll be yeah, reporting live.
0: <laughs> you will. <laughs> but here here's the other thing about uh, Belichick, who you love so much, who I doubt so much. His policy of putting the rookie running backs and, and frankly all running backs really in the doghouse if they fumble bit him in the ass because Ramondre yep. stevenson fumbled so who has to take all the carries damian harris damian harris is tired at the end of the game allows Xavier howard although you know great player to punch the ball out in a situation where I, I mean are they not screaming in the huddle hold on to the ball hold on to the ball no fumble no turnover we're here we're in scoring position don't turn it over. We'll win the game.
1: So earlier that in that insane. set, I think it was earlier in the set of downs or earlier that quarter might have been the previous set of downs where he'd ran it three or four straight times and literally tapped his helmet like I'm tapping out. I'm, you know, he's winded. You know, a lot of players do that. Yeah. And so he had about, I think, 24 carries, 23 carries in total, plus another couple of receptions. And I'm thinking to myself, it, 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 it wasn't like, they needed Stevenson in there. I, I understand they took him out. He's a rookie. He was terrible on pass protection, too. I don't know if you remember that.
0: Which is crazy because he's but he's like a big pounder kind of guy. They
1: have Brandon Bold and James White still. You couldn't have given two or three of those 23 carries to each of those players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to instead of having 23 carries, it could have been 18 going into that. But still, uh, Harris shouldn't be fumbling there. That's the moral of the story. Like that's still on. That's still on Harris.
0: Now, what um, what happens to him this week? Because you have two now, you know. I mean, running backs.
1: He won't have twenty three carries. That's for sure. He might have fifteen.
0: So, is um, is this a Brandon Bolden eleven carry type of game? I
1: think they're gonna they're gonna be a little hmm. more aggressive though. Depending on how the game goes, I think they're gonna uh, throw a little bit more. And Even he, though he threw
0: yeah forty times or something. So, I I mean, Mac Mac showed that he can throw it. You know, although. <sighs> only showing 16 points for it and and you could say oh okay well they fumbled those two times but still
1: they should have they could have easily had 13 points in their first three possessions they ended up with three. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: you know what i mean they got first possession where he, i can't tell you i had my mac jones jersey ordered and everything and it was on the way and then his first drop back he looked like he had no clue what the hell was going on. Spun around, threw the ball backwards, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, he's not ready."
0: No, no. Well,
1: <laughs> and then he, he steadied the ship after that. But before then, I was I was like, "Oh, you can't tell me this kid is just gonna flame out already." But yeah,
0: you know, you mentioned it too a little earlier, Matt. I loved when uh, on the radio broadcast Scott Zolak said, "Is Hunter Henry active?" Like, he he, I, kept, he catches two balls, but they're both, like, checkdowns. <laughs> and he's one of the top free they agent tight ends in the They didn't target him
1: in the red zone, either. That was the other thing. They didn't target either. I don't think they targeted either of the tight ends in the red zone.
0: Oh, one would think those and are two good targets the in the red
2: zone. The zone, either, at all. Huh. Which, they're expensive. People not to target. I know.
1: Fine China, yes.
2: But, yes. yeah. Very <laughs>
1: fragile. Very fragile.
0: Well— Matt and Jamel, another team that only put up 16 points this past weekend, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills only put up 16 points against the Steelers. I was at that game. It was disappointing. You know, Josh Allen, the stats, the box score, it's decent. But again, that doesn't show the entirety of the game. Like, they were able to manage one or two good drives, but it, it just seemed to me either the Steelers' defense is, you know, and I think we know the Steelers' defense is pretty good, and T.J. Watt was good thing he signed for that very game if you're, if you're a Pittsburgh <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, very
2: good, very yeah. worth the money.
0: I mean, he, yes. he had that fumble on Josh, and to me, I, I think the real issue is with their offensive coordinator, Brian Dayball, and he kind of showed it near the end of last season, too. He just gets way, way, way too pass-friendly where he thinks, okay, I'm going to go empty. You know, I'm going to show you. I And I even watch. there are some packages, literally no running backs were on the field. He was going not only empty, five wide receivers. There's zero threat of running besides maybe like the Josh Allen quarterback run that he does out of shotgun. But, you know, he'll go 20 passes in a row and he thinks that'll work. Well, it won't work against Pittsburgh because...
2: TJ Watt says you're passing it twenty times in a row. That's great for me, and and it's a five step drop. Yeah, like nothing quick. Very few RPOs. Um, very few motions. Do you think it's a a hubris thing from last year? Do you think that they think because Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, uh, Gabriel Davis is uh, is way I wouldn't even consider him up and coming at this point. I think he's he's going to end up being um, one of the better wide receivers in the league for the rest of the year. You too. But do you think it's just a situation of, the, of coming in with too much belief in your guys versus their guys?
0: Yep. I, I think that they're – I think you're exactly right. They are doing the philosophy of we're going to do what we do better than you do what you do, you know, instead of right. adapting and changing. And Matt mentioned uh, to me uh, texting, he says, how about a run against nickel defense every once in a while, you know? Why not? Because Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary, he, he rushed 11 times for 72 yards. That's, what, like six yards a tote. Run it. That's pretty
2: good. Yeah. <laughs> Why Run is it. Zach Moss uh, in the doghouse? Like, I don't understand that either. Yeah, so, he was an actor. I, I don't,
0: well, that that's confusing too, but,
2: you well, know, even, even,
0: even if he, yeah, they had Matt yeah. Breida who did okay too, but even if Zach Moss was active, just the sheer amount of times that they pass, he's just not going to, you know he wouldn't run the ball either. But you know what I were where I would have liked to see him on a fourth down handing him, you know, just a straight ahead inside rush instead of he doing like that fourth down play where, where, yeah, where, where they, where you're playing Madden no. and you press the wrong button. So it just throws to your running back while he's behind you, or let's run a flea flicker too. You know, what are with those fourth down calls? And then in the, in the, um, they were down 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter. And there's like 10, 11 minutes left. And that's doable. You can be down 10 points with 10, 11 minutes left. And you're at the five-yard line of the Steelers. And you're like, all right, we score a touchdown here, right back in it. And then they call a quarterback draw with Josh Allen. And then they, you know, run some other weird, funky plays here. To me, I'm like, all right, if you had punched it in for a touchdown, you're back in the game. And then the Steelers, they didn't. They kicked the field goal. Steelers went down, kicked the field goal to, you know, Get it back to a ten point game, but it just seemed like, you know, they're like you said, they're not adapting. They think that they can against a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, which they want to. They won eleven games in a row last year. Say what you will, that's hard to do. They're not a bad team, and they have an even better defense. So, I don't know. I think the Bill. I, I'm not concerned too much about the Bills, um, although they do play. I think Miami next week, which again won't be easy, but. I, I, they
1: better defense get back those travel, even though we're in, they're in Miami.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was
1: just,
2: oh. I was just about to say that that defense looked phenomenal. He um, and
1: Buffalo. Yes.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Do you will we have to just tip our cap to uh Mike Tomlin as well? Yeah. I think he got his guys ready to play, um, called a masterful game. They weren't afraid, and then um that defensive line just at times, dominated. I mean, yeah. we're going to talk about T.J. Watt, but in general, I mean, he's got three seconds to get rid of that ball, and they're running two crossers deep half the time, um, long-developing plays. Like, they weren't going to let them have it. No. Um, Minkin Fitzpatrick was covering pretty much everything that went past 15 yards. Uh, I got to give it to them. They, they came in ready to play. And I think it's interesting how a team that wins 11 games in a row comes in with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. I,
0: I, I'm i with you. And I, I completely agree they weren't afraid. How many times do you see a team up 10 points, you know, they're kind of around midfield, and then they're like, all right, let's run it three downs in a row, let's chew the clock, and we'll, we'll punt and we'll play you know, we'll just pin them deep. But instead, they're throwing like back shoulders to Juju, and you know, taking their shots to Claypool. And I'm yep. like, oh my god, because I, I was like, you know, I wanted to see the Bills get the ball. I'm like, I'm hoping they just run it, they stop it, they punt, whatever it is. But no, they're just they're they're taking you know their dagger shots down the field,
2: taking shots. Deontay yeah. Johnson, like this is a guy who drops a a, a ball a game, mm-hmm. and they're trusting him with a a fade to the end zone. Over there, like their, their. I think it was Shedavious White, right? Their best corner.
0: I yeah, might have. I think it was. It was either White or uh, Levi Wallace, one of the two.
2: Okay, yeah. Okay, so I mean, these are. I mean, those are. That's not a scrub either.
0: And he almost dropped that too. He almost dropped.
2: He almost (laughs) dropped that. He did (laughs) almost. Yeah. Um, guys, but I, I, Ben looks bad, right? Like I don't care what anyone says. Ben, Ben doesn't. What are you talking about? You look majestic on that scramble for eight yards. (laughs) I I was just about to say he looked. So old in yeah. that play alone, I almost gave him like a uh, A R P card. Or he looked like he sh- he goes to Golden Corral just off of that run right yeah. there. The man does not look like he did even last year.
0: Yeah, no, no, he doesn't. But I, I think what he still can do is you know it's it's the fourth quarter. Let's seal this thing out. And probably his best throw was that back shoulder to I think it was, I think it was Juju. I, uh, down mm-hmm. like the right seam, but mm-hmm. that was probably his best throw, Matt.
1: Um, so who's the, the AFC's leader and passer rating right now? AFC? Yeah, East. Mac. It's Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah. And, uh, Josh Allen, um, was fantastic last year, but was that a little more shades of uh, twenty nineteen? It looked a little inaccurate there. He scored thirteen meaningful points and then three points in junk time.
0: I, I don't think he regressed. Um, I, I think what happened is, you know,
1: a little more shaky when the fans are in the stands later in the season as well. And then yeah. all of a sudden, there's a packed house, and they.
0: they I don't think hand. that's it. What, what I think the issue yeah. is with, with <laughs> the issues with Brian Dayball. It really is. Run is passing it? it 20 times in a row. He was there think, last year. think well he again they got they were like, oh wow, Josh Allen is like really good. You know, we figured this out. So let's pass it every time. Let's just abandon everything else. The best the Bills moved the ball downfield is when they took what the Steelers gave them. It was, you know, Cole Beasley sits down after six yards. Let's get it to him. Instead of Let's wait four and a half seconds and Josh Allen twirl around, and then we throw it to Stephon Diggs, who's screaming 45 yards down the field. That's not going to happen every single play, but it's like they want it to happen every single play. That's not how, you know, offense works in the NFL. They just need to, you know, have a little more balance. You know, every single play is in the shotgun or for their – eight runs a game that they do. They're just, you know, then they're under center and yep. then they have no no creativity at all.
1: Nope. So teams now look at this and say, okay, Josh Allen, we're going to rush four, drop seven back in coverage, and we don't believe that you can put together 10-11 play drives where you're forced to be precise, accurate and complete short passes all the way off the field.
2: Right. Matt, right. This is this is the weird part, though. He had, I think he had like a 70% completion percentage against right. that exact strategy last year. Like, what is, what's going on?
1: Well, I think teams are getting a little, a little more cognizant of the fact. And I, this isn't necessarily Josh Allen's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, I did text you before I said, uh, and the Patriots ran into the CQ in 2015. The Broncos looked at the Patriots and said, they can't run against nickel. So we're going to go and nickel the whole game and say, we're going to dare you to run. They couldn't. And then when they tried to throw, they couldn't either. And now teams, and if Bill Belichick's watching that tape, and when he has Stefan Gilmore back and he has that defense, hopefully a lot better than they are now, he's going to say, okay, we're going to let the front seven, front four go, and then we're going to drop seven back in coverage. And we don't think Buffalo can beat us in the ground. Regardless, even, yeah. you know, even if it's five yards a carry, who cares? They're not going to run it. They don't want to run it.
0: They should run it um, though, because I—it's it, not like they couldn't. It's not a running. <laughs> run run
1: they should run it. It's—it's it's not even to you know, it not even to be the engine of the offense, just to keep the defense honest. That's pretty much the whole reason why you run the ball anymore. Yeah,
0: like yes, um, I agree. The 2015 Patriots could not run it because their offensive line was beaten up, and your ace back would have been Brandon Bolden, or or Stephen a half-retired Stephen Jackson. Yes. <laughs> But like um, I'm telling you, they should. They should, and they have the ability to run it. And, and
1: however, Josh Allen did a look a little bit shaky. That that accuracy just a little bit. I'm not saying he regressed. I'm just saying it was. It didn't look like he he just jumped right back into it.
0: No, I agree. He he missed like a big ball to Emmanuel Sanders. I think just overthrew him. Would would have been a touchdown.
1: But. Maybe he needs to get married or something. We should go find him a nice buffalo
0: woman. Oh, oh, uh, yes. thank you for reminding me. I ran into <laughs> his girl. My dad and I ran into his girlfriend at the pro shop. No <laughs> way. Yeah, his girlfriend For uh, the party,
1: you texted me something. You're like, I found the be- most beautiful woman in all Buffalo. And I was like, was it for the party? <laughs> like, that was a dumpster.
0: <laughs> Well, yeah, she is not from Buffalo and Stefan Diggs says he flies girls really? in to party with. So he literally 100%. flies them in. Which is hilarious. But no, yeah, I actually saw her at the pro shop. Uh my dad identified her because he knows what their dog looks like. So he saw the dog like wandering around the pro shop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Hey oh. Josh, I like your dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, Oh, hey,
0: by the way, where do you and Josh live? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, they hang sure. out
2: now exactly
0: um so so other games around the league that uh we could quickly go over that caught your eye i think the main one what happened to the packers what what's going on aaron Rodgers looks like a hippie aaron i mean
1: yeah aaron Rodgers looked played like somebody who wasn't prepared in the offseason to play football <laughs> correct Especially for the Green Bay Packers, that was for sure. He looked like somebody. You, did you hear him in the, uh, the post game press conference too? How monotone. How sounded like he didn't care. Was
2: it's like, like hey, it was new one new game.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like the new State Farm commercial where he's you know it's Jake from State Farm and him and there he's in the guitar like studio thing and he's like this next song goes out to a former friend. That's what he sounded like. You know. Oh, yeah. my
0: favorite was he says, "We need more energy." Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what it starts with you my guy (laughs) first of all cut your hair second of all uh the the great all that needs to go you look yeah oh no the worst is the unmotivating the the worst is the the bond is the worst i mean this is a problem that i'm curious do you if you guys think this will continue for a lot of teams moving forward is this whole like we're good so no one's playing in the preseason at all right like yeah I mean, I, I clearly so you got to play a little bit because, or you you come out on Sunday and you play like shit. Yeah,
1: um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's more of a Rogers case where he, um, you know, <laughs> he, he wasn't full. He's not fully invested. He wasn't invested. Uh, the senior, you remember in 2019, Brady wasn't fully invested. Yeah, well neither either.
0: Belichick wasn't invested in Brady, that, so you know. That's true. Well that Brady was, uh, Brady uh, wasn't
1: well Brady wasn't invested in the team, and then that offense didn't operate as well as they probably could have. Well, but for Rodgers, that was um and I'm happy now that kind of the national media is getting on Rodgers because I always I thought know. he was kind of a trick. Yeah. You know, he's kind of smug, kind of arrogant. I liked him last
0: year though, because I saw him on the Pat McAfee show, and I'm like, this dude's actually kind of funny.
1: Mm. I don't know. I always felt like he was kind of – he felt like he was just better than everyone else, that sort of thing. I agree. You know? And, I agree and with now, that. And, and the crap he pulled in the offseason, like, he's like, oh, I want to go somewhere else. Like, the, 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 the Packers have, like, a top five, top eight, top three, whatever you want to put it, roster in the league, you know.
2: Where are you going to go? That's better than here. Yeah. I know.
1: He likes the head coach. They drafted the quarterback to replace him. And he, he had an MVP season, but in the NFC title game, <laughs> he, he had, like, the sideline to run up and score a touchdown.
0: Although, he did it. you watch the Amer- America's Game documentary at all of, of, of the Buck? Devin White said he was standing right there. If Aaron yeah, Rodgers thinks that he no could way. run by him, no way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. no! I, I, if you look at it, he would have gotten killed. But still, if you're Rodgers and you're looking at that, it's like it was, it was, it was third and goal,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to try.
0: I mean, speaking of, doesn't Rogers kind of look like a little more frail than usual, too? I don't know. Or I don't know if that's just he, me.
2: He didn't lift a single weight, Andrew. <laughs> not a single weight. Not a protein not a shake. Not body a body by kale a Jeopardy. In the world. <laughs> Literally, he was eating sandwiches in in like Turks and Caicos all summer. Like the guy is not ready to play football. Uh huh. Also the power
1: of the the newlywed wife now cuz we saw this with Russell Wilson too Russell Wilson for that dumb nerd Mr. Unlimited wanted to get the <laughs> hell out of Seattle and and Giselle wanted to get the hell out of New England mm-hmm. and hey. I forget I forget Aaron Rodgers wife but she's as much of just kind of an uptight arrogant prick as he is and she's some actress. you think she wants to be living in Appleton, Wisconsin? Is <laughs> so it not Dana she, Patrick? Or Danica Patrick? Uh, it's not Danica Patrick. She, he got married easy. to somebody else. I forget his wife's name. Now, I, let me look it up. But still, look at the... Ciara does not want to stay in Seattle. Yeah. They, uh, Russell also wants to go to the Giants or Dallas. He wanted to go somewhere big because he thinks he's going to be some sort of celebrity outside of just football, even though he has the personality of a cardboard box. And Aaron Rodgers... <laughs> wants to be some stupid jeopardy host and his wife is an actress who wants to get the hell out of wisconsin and tom brady's tom brady but giselle hated
0: brookline oh yeah giselle giselle's, well, get the been, hell out of giselle's been complaining wow. since he giselle thinks he should have retired after 2016 is what is what she said mm-hmm. yeah after yeah. the whole 28-3 comeback yep. and brady's like an nope. the
1: power of the uh the the wife pulling the the quarterback away from
0: wherever
2: yeah. so
1: Make sure Josh Allen doesn't get married. <laughs> the moral of the
2: story. Keep him single.
1: Patrick, I Patrick also
2: I, I think it's engaged, important yeah. to note that Andrew or excuse me, Aaron Rodgers is not a leader of men on the football field at all. Aaron Rodgers is the first person to blame somebody else for for interception or or misplay. You hey, it's that guy's wrong route. His body language immediately is like, oh, fuck, I don't even want to be out here. Yep. He plays worse when things get bad. Yep. He doesn't he doesn't play up to his talent. He doesn't lift people up around him. He doesn't motivate anybody. If things are good, things are hot. Aaron Rodgers hitting everything. He's feeling good. He's like, I'm Aaron Rodgers. Fuck yeah. Um, he only loses three games a season. So, like, but in those three, uh in those three games, like the Bucks game last year, prime example. They're winning, they're up, whatever. He throws a pick six, the game is shot. Everyone's also looking sneezing. around at him. Sneaky terrible
1: division that he plays in.
2: Oh, terrible. He yeah. they have they should they should go a no for sure, right? Or yeah, a no. Six and oh. Yeah. Six and oh. So yeah. I don't understand. I I don't understand why the Packers, after everything, and this is just my, my opinion, like I think they had the pick of the litter in a lot of respects, were so adamant to like appease him towards the end. After all of that, all the back and forth, then you like eventually secede to Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's they, weird
1: to me. No, they, they played it wrong. The Packers screwed this up because apparently, and I forgot where I heard this, but this is like an official report that the, the 49ers were offering the Packers before the draft, a package that included like Kittle, Garoppolo, like a couple, like a defensive player or two, and picks mm-hmm. for Rodgers straight up. And if I'm green Bay, the guys already wants to get the hell out. I'd be like, go take. That's them. fine. Yeah, yeah, take them. I I think Garoppolo, DeSino and I disagree. I think Garoppolo's good enough to win with. He has a seventy five percent winning percentage in San Fran. For sure. I would if I'm Green Bay. I'd be like, screw it. I'll take all those guys, and I have a plenty of good roster around him anyway, and just detach myself from Aaron Rodgers, who's holding them captive because you know.
0: I I think the issue if, was, um, and I think Mike Florio pointed it out. If you're Brian Gutekunst, do you really want to be the guy that also ships Aaron Rodgers out of town too, you know, and have that put on your resume? You got this whole – on what you get back. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, it, I think you're, also, a, yeah. you're also the guy who just lost back-to-back NFC championships. You're one in four. Yeah. Or, well, he wasn't. He wasn't the GM, but you just lost back-to-back. Like, what What else could – you have to do something. Right. Right.
1: I mean, but if you look at it, you still say that team's – been in the top four the last two years. They're knocking on the door, and if you look at it closer and say, if your quarterback played a little bit better in one of those games, they should have been in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I I agree, Jamel. Sneaky bad leader. Uh, not a great winner either. He's won one Super Bowl. Right. Right. Over a he's decade been, ago. Right, and he's one in five, one in six in the NFC title game. Something like that. I don't know, but.
2: They, oh, one in four, one in four. One in four? I was one in five. He's, he hasn't even been that much. You'd think he'd be every year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, five times a lot, but yeah. But you're Aaron Rodgers and NFC. Exactly. If you're Aaron Rodgers, uh, yeah. If you're Aaron Rodgers. Right.
1: On the first time. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, they had a good team. Um, you would ask your quarterback to play the MVP quarterback to uh, you know, play better in the NFC title game. Um, but yeah. What about the uh, what other games do we have? Oh, the uh, the Tennessee
0: Titans. That was a shocker. That was a shocker. I had no idea that was coming at all. At all. <laughs> that was,
1: uh, Chandler Jones decided to uh, channel his uh, inner brother. Pay <laughs> hey that man.
2: Pay yeah. hey that man. I if I am uh time in, in arizona and the owner i'm flying to wherever he's i'm going straight to him i'm like where do you want to go we'll fly there <laughs> yeah i'm gonna bring out the, the, his favorite dishes whatever he wants to eat whatever he wants around him i'm gonna put a blank check and be like you know what please stay here for however long you want because that five sacks in week one, crazy. After you see, you said uh you're like back and forth. Oh, we not pay on contract negotiation. He holds out a little bit. He's frustrated. Comes out, takes out on Ryan Tannehill's poor self. Like, yo, you have to pay him tomorrow.
0: And and Chandler Jones is such a nice guy too. I don't know if you listen to him like mic'd up.
1: He's a nice yep. guy. You know, He is yeah, he, a good guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Proud Syracuse
2: alum too. That's great.
0: <laughs> I yeah. know. Well, and you have J.J. Watt there too, so I'm, I'm sure that helps a little bit as well. But I'm
2: that play I, where he uh, he swam the tackle on uh, on the goal line. And that and was beautiful, Derek.
0: Yeah, I
1: remember that. I had Derek Henry playing that week for fantasy, so that was That's fun.
2: Tough.
0: I think yeah, the Titans. And Leo played. Jones, is yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I think they'll bounce back. I think the Titans will there'll be But fun. I did
1: say, to, you, know, you remember the last pod, I did say I do not have faith in that Tennessee Titan de- defense. You
0: cannot really
1: name too many names on that Titan defense, and that showed up. Granted, it was against a human joystick in Kyler Murray. Yeah, who,
0: that was not fair. I did, I, what's that? That was not fair, the way that he was bouncing around. Yeah.
1: No, the coolest thing was that uh, the throw, like the, the moonshot throw to Kirk, and Kirk like caught it over his shoulder like he was this mm-hmm. right fielder or something like that
2: but yeah
1: no it's cool and we get um
2: on his feet
1: yeah he just kind of it's gonna be a shame though when he gets hurt in like week seven and then he doesn't do that anymore (laughs) because he runs around (laughs) all the time you know (laughs) it's really gonna last for a little while he's tiny I know but uh
0: you you know what was really disappointing to me the game the Cleveland Kansas City game I really wanted to see what Baker was gonna do there I know he was trying to th- he was trying to throw that ball away and it just gets picked off. I mean that was such a good game by Cleveland. Um also I don't know how you let Tyreek Hill score a 75-yard touchdown when you're up two possessions in the fourth quarter and you get a one-play drive to Tyreek Hill. That to me was ridiculous and then the botched punt sucked, but then it all could have been erased. You know, if Baker Mayfield, you know, drives them down, I was I was a little disappointed with that. I wanted to at least see them get you know close, like to the ten yard line, and start taking your shots to the end zone, to try and win it.
2: Yeah, well, I think that I think actually the Tyreek one is fair. I think that's just good on good. Like yeah. that throw is really hard to make. Um, only very few people: Patrick Mahomes, the Aaron Rodgers, the Josh Allen can make that throw, cross body to the right hands of the safety, like. That's uh, tough. They're, they're also moving They're I think they are like moving to the left Then every switches back to his right. That one's kind of hard. I, I, I don't like to beat that one. I actually, I'm more disappointed in their defense of Travis Kelsey. Like you just, he did this to you last year. Yep. You have an entire year to remember that. Hey, watch uh, the tight end. A seven balls coming like, and you make no justice. one-on-one coverage against so a guy stupid. as fast as me. I don't understand how that happens. <laughs> um, I think that's more concerning. Plus, didn't it, doesn't it feel like when like those plays, the touchdowns, um, they seemed easier than any other play that was on the field. Seems so easy yeah. effortless for him to get the ball to, to Travis Kelsey. He just, like, lumbers forward, and, like, they kind of try to tackle him. Yeah. And he just, like, calls the end zone. You're like, what the fuck? Like, what was that about? I
1: know. Can it's- I ask a question? Because I didn't really watch the game. I was watching the Patriots game, yelling terrible things at the TV. Um, on the Tyreek Hill touchdown, uh, 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 how, how many people were around Tyreek Hill when he caught it? It looked like Was it, was like it one. single coverage? Yeah. Okay. I always <laughs> say, that is that is dumb. That, when, <laughs> Red I, when, I, when I went back and said, uh, the, like for the Patriots and the Dolphins, when they played soft coverage then on that specific set of downs, I was like, that's dumb. They should be pressed man up in front of them. In this scenario, when they're up by two scores in the fourth quarter, this is where I want safety to be out of the TV screen. Yes, hand motion out of the TV screen. Oh, when they show it, I want them all the way back. You are not letting that man go run deep. I don't know why this is. These teams are so stupid. The Bucks did this last year too. Yeah. They let like okay, we're gonna put um, Carlton Davis one on one with Tyreek Hill, and the fastest to man, the planet, and it, let him run right by him. It's like it, it, out of every team, every quarterback, every player and receiver, You do, these are the guys you do not let. Like let, let someone else beat you. Coverage.
0: Let someone else beat you. Let McCall Hardman go for yeah. 300 yards. But just let, don't let, let Tyreek get 200 and Kelsey score every single touchdown for you. Yeah. That's, I don't think
2: any team besides the Chargers believes that, Ty- like they believe the true hype. I really think these teams come in, see the Chiefs highlights, and they or they watch the film and they're like, Oh, we can we can we can run with these guys, they're not, and then you get there on the field, and when they smoke you, it's embarrassing. I'm like, yo. So
1: Jacino, you, know, you you'll know this too. When you when the Patriots play him, though, Belichick knows exactly what to do with when he has mm-hmm. Gilmore. It's yeah. he has he doesn't put Gilmore on Hill. He puts like one of his other fast corners on Hill, and then he doubles him with a safety. And then he puts J.C. Jackson on Kelsey, and then he puts Gilmore on whoever's the number two, whether it's Hardman or Sammy Watkins or whoever, and just erases racism. And that's how he's had more success against Patrick Mahomes and probably anybody else. Obviously, this,
0: it's the a Super Bowl Belichick strategy. What's that? It, that's just a classic Belichick strategy, right? right. Putting, and then when he goes the, on the, the rushers, he rushes two. a
1: few guys, and then he has a linebacker spying, and then just kind of rolls out whenever. It's like a mush rush, but that's that's how he. Contains Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how everybody else doesn't do that. I don't understand why you don't. You never left Randy Moss one on one unless he had to throw this out there. You don't leave Calvin Johnson one on one out there. Tyree Kill's the fastest player on the planet. You don't leave him one on one. He's just literally gonna run right by you. It's it's
2: doing it across the league because I'm pretty sure New was one on one. Like people, like I was like the Cardinals game. I'm like wait. Why is there one dude on DeAndre Hopkins? Like, I would have to call everyone in my neighborhood if I saw DeAndre Hopkins like running by himself. I don't understand why there's one dude on him. DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to run away from anybody though, like Tyree Kill is. That Tyree Kill
1: is literally just asking for death.
2: death But he's going to moss. He's going to moss. I mean, I think I think I'm just to your point. Like, why are the? I'm asking like, why are the? Why are the best receivers across the league kind of like getting played one on one so consistently? Mm -hmm.
1: Right but i would say even Tyree Kill is an entirely different animal from that like like i'd say from the patriots perspective when they played the cardinals last year they put Gilmore on Hopkins one on one they were right, like okay right. Gilmore and Hopkins can go at it but they would never put Gilmore and Hill one on one ever they would, they would get him away and they would just double hill and be like you're not going to beat us that's that's the whole thing he's so fast it's just it you know it's, you have to have two guys
2: it, it's the Bucks put three safeties on the field in that second half of that game last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the true safeties aren't on the. You can't see them on the screen when the ball snap. They should be all like twenty five yards back.
0: <laughs>
1: That's how it should be played.
0: Absolutely. Right. Any other games from from this week catch your eye? The Raiders. The Ra- oh yeah, the, well, the Raiders. The Monday night game. <laughs> I, I the autumn wind. <laughs> To to me, I I always shit on Monday Night Football because I think it's one of the most, like, Monday Night Football used to be great, you know, when it was Tarico and Gruden. I thought that was awesome. I thought the amazing. hype for that was really, really fun. You didn't like the Genesis halftime show? Oh, my God. But then it turned, the whole, like, uh, Sean Mc, McDonough era and then the... You know, Joe Testo, that just doesn't do it for me. But I will give credit, I will give credit to the Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Russell Wilson broadcast on the other channel. I thought that was awesome. I thought that in and of itself was almost as entertaining as the football game. The the actual football itself was so terribly stupid, but it was
2: entertaining. So entertaining. I mean, who doesn't want to see true gamers... And I say, and the two the two people that I say are gamers and can put on shows Lamar and then John Gruden. <laughs> um John Gruden has the first 20 plays scripted, no matter what. Of course, three plays in, Derek Carr is calling like every audible in the book. Everyone's running around doing completely different stuff. I was like, This is beautiful. John Gruden's pissed. Uh Lamar is like running for his life. I don't know how they didn't, up, I mean, I don't know how you guys, you let Orlando Brown go, but that's a whole nother question. Um, God, that guy is spectacular. Like I know they lost and I know you fumbled and he's trying to do everything, but uh, there's just some people that are special athletically, physically. And then when the lights come on, uh, Lamar is one of those people. And I think people forget sometimes that he plays really well in um, games like this, Monday Night Footballs, like the prime time slots. I mean, I don't know if you guys are vividly remember that that game in LA against the Rams when he just like lit them up like I'd never seen a quarterback do. And this is right in the time when they're like Lamar can't throw, Lamar's inaccurate, whatever. Then he puts up like six touchdowns passing. Um, so I think I think that was probably like my favorite part, and I for, and I liked how ugly it was too. Like I liked how they're like. Going to overtime, perfect. Oh my god! That's Monday Night Football, baby. Let's do it. And then throwing a, a, a
0: ninety mile an hour fastball that's high at the front of the end zone, right where you're supposed to throw it low. High ball, ninety miles an hour. Derek Carr is probably like, "Oh, I wonder why Renfro didn't catch it."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's hilarious. Uh, I, I just him loved, he's got heart.
1: I just loved it all the way around, starting with Steve Aoki and Bruce Boffer at the very beginning. That was that fantastic. Fun. I was like, okay, know, we have to go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go. Even though tickets are like hundreds of dollars to sit in the nosebleeds, it's stupid expensive to sit there right now. Um, but I look at that and I say, Max Crosby is an animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one decided to block him. Oh, and he has the like tattoos and he's spelled Max with two X's. Dude. And he was the, the, the hard knocks, dude. Too, I was like, cool. Do, um, do you, and I did like the how they the uh, Jamel. You were saying the pre-scripted twenty plays. Yes, it felt like about fifteen of those were all for Darren Waller. Um, yeah. I just continued. He probably got fifty. Tar, he got. I think he got like nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Derek Carr. Derek Carr is like a decent enough quarterback for you to win like ten games with. But their defense blows usually. But in the first half, I was like, Derek Carr's brain is broken. He looked terrible. Um, and it, it looked like the Ravens were just going to run their way to a victory. Um, I'm shocked uh, that the the Ravens weren't able to, uh, to hold
2: on and win now. Yeah. Well, security, job security. And, uh, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, all week, he's probably they're probably like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I know everybody and their mom tore their – the chef tore his ACL on the <laughs> way here. The bus driver towards his ACL when he took that right turn. Like I get it, uh, John Harbaugh is probably calming. He's in such a calming presence. He's probably really got them ready to play. But ultimately, when they got in the game and the lights were on and you're trying to win, everyone's sweaty. They're just trying to do too much. Like that's I I I watched I watched the fumbles again. I think those were just like hey, that's football. Sometimes it, you know it's shitty
0: and matt you mentioned max crosby the reason i was i was laughing about that before is i think on the broadcast on the main one they're talking they're they're telling like a nice story about you know how he you know went to rehab he fixed himself and everything like that and then i forget which commentator said it he just like blurted out something about like yeah like he'll be you know remembered as an alcoholic for the rest of his life or something like that (laughs) like I'm like, no, you're the one who said that. He went to rehab and fixed himself. I'm like, oh my god, like- was that greasy? I f- prob- probably was. Probably
1: was. Uh, that would not. I don't think Riddick would say that because he's mm-hmm. actually going to be like another executive in the league again. Um, yeah, that's that's funny. I I didn't even I missed that part. Um, were you watching the Peyton Manning
0: broadcast scripted. at that point?
1: I didn't watch the I. I heard it was good and I heard the fire alarm went off. Um but yeah. I saw the memes where it was like really just him wearing the Ravens helmet, just doing dumb shit while they all ripped on Eli for being, you know
0: Yeah <laughs> dumb. And then yeah. near near the end they were all, you know, Peyton, Eli and Russell were all kind of shitting on the game saying, you know, how ridiculous it was it was even getting. And how the football is not good football
2: there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just running around doing backyard shit. These guys, both these teams have had so much proven they're they're also like not extremely talented. So they were just like they were going at each other's necks. I thought that was I thought to Matt's point, I thought that was good all around. Yeah. Question though, is Darren Waller actually the best player John Gruden's ever coached? Because I thought that was kind mm. of no. Uh, No, absolutely not. He coached Jerry Rice. (laughs) He coached Jerry Rice. Like what? I was like, wait,
1: did you forget that, dude? (laughs) How
0: about? uh, Did he coach Warren Sapp? Tim
1: Brown, who was another Hall of Fame player for the Raiders. He coached the the, um Derek Brooks, Warren
2: Sapp, Warren Sapp. Yeah. I mean, he has like there's six or seven Hall of Famers he can go. He coached Nathan Peterman, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson, (laughs) who's in the building. He was
1: sitting next to uh, uh, our favorite owner, the uh, Mr. Bullcut himself. Oh my god, I love Mark Davis so much. He's the I love code. him so much. He's he
0: and, and he loves John majestic. Gruden, and he loves John Gruden.
1: Mark Davis <laughs> would be the type. Mark Davis would be the type of person. You know how Putin has like the picture of him riding a bear. <laughs> like that's something Mark Davis would do. He had like he'd have a picture of himself like in the bull cut with like. Margot Robbie, like arms around (laughs) top of like a Velociraptor, something stupid because he's like a secretly a twelve-year-old. I don't know. That that's how I imagine him. Just totally dumb.
2: Mark (laughs) Davis is John Gruden's twin that lived in the basement until he got older, and then but he always had a soft spot for him. Brought food downstairs when he wasn't supposed to, and then let him out. And now he's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, a (laughs) hundred percent.
1: Well, did you remember when when they opened the stadium? He had the press conference. To see, you know, I think I sent this to you, and it was it was uh, Mark Davis, and he's like, "Welcome to the Death Star, where your opponent's dreams come to die."
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> like,
1: okay, <laughs> it was like monotone, and he's like, "Where your opponent's dreams come to die."
2: And it was perfect. It was. Great. If I heard that and I was the opposing team or the opposing team, I would look at the people around me and be like, "We're going to put up forty-five points." <laughs> no they, questions yeah. asked. <laughs> For a second, it looked like the Ravens were. It was great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but
1: that. But um. Yes, we have to go to Vegas. Yeah, to we do.
0: Because we do. And yeah. Nashville. We should
1: go sit in the club. Yeah. I kind of want to go. Yeah.
0: Oh, where they they were doing the pregame there, and they're you know. Bringing out shrimp and champagne and whatever like that at the stadium. I don't know if I'm you sure saw that. I
1: just want the the in-game entertainment. The same as like same as um, the equivalent of like eleven in Miami. Be- <laughs> 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 the equivalent. Hey,
0: didn't didn't you uh, didn't you spend fifteen hundred dollars there? What could you possibly spend fifteen hundred dollars on at eleven? Matt?
2: no, that was that was Jacob. That was not me. Oh, that's of course- easy. <laughs> I once spent. I w- I w- I had breakfast at eleven once. I went from eleven p.m. to eleven a.m. Uh, <laughs> it's probably the finest establishment I've ever set foot in. Uh, <laughs> hospitality second to none. Um, the venue space was beautiful, right? And uh, obviously, like all the employees are some of the most friendly people I've ever interacted with. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, <great>. the mimosas <laughs> were great, by the way. <laughs> You know, and there's anything a- else you'd like to share? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. I think the having. I, I, I'll tell you one thing. I ha, I was having a dream, and it, everyone was like, "I was still out 11. and everyone was like, "Like, Jamel, where are you going? Where are you going?" I was like, "I gotta leave." They're like, "Where are you going?" One more, one more hour. One more, and then it flashed into this this Haitian guy on the bridge in Miami, be like, "Where are we going? We're in the cab right now." I was like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh like, ah, uh, the hotel. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good night.
0: Well, Matt Matt had a great Uber experience too in Miami. We're not gonna read those not- <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> Oh my god, that was bad. But oh my god, I was I was recruiting for,
1: for Jacob. I was like, I'm gonna amass an army of like six of them to unleash on our nice Jewish boyfriend. Like, go get him. <laughs> and it worked. Excellent.
0: A little escort um, straight to the ATM.
1: <laughs> I know. I had 37 ones in my pocket. I was like, "How am I going to do with this?" Um, God. Um. Anyways, so oh, Raiders tickets have gone down. By the way, really? Want to go to Vegas? Well, <laughs> well, let's go. <laughs> oh, I have plenty of vacation time. We can do that.
0: Yeah. But anyways, I mean that was that was a great week one of football. Um. Any other, you know, last thoughts by you guys?
2: Uh, start Trey Lance. Start uh, Justin Fields. Let's just do it. Um, give the kids a Urban shot. Myers I think be. they look good. <laughs> Urban Myers should leave. Uh, what I don't know what that was. Um, that was embarrassing. And I know he's probably, like, s- screaming at everyone but himself yep. right now still. so
0: He's taking the next plane to USC. Taking that job right yeah,
2: there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: So funny. All right. Well, Jamal, we thank you very much for uh, for coming on to the podcast. You, you've been awesome. Yes. You guys, very insightful. This, this is, this this is awesome. I had so much.
2: Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that I have in droves because right. that's just a lot of pain, man. You just accumulate all into over your years. mind. It's the, yes. But now you're 100%. Agree. I know now now I feel good. So thank you. You know, thank you guys for for sharing that with me. Like I always have a special place in my heart for for Patriots fans, for how they've embraced Brady in a new city um, and how they've embraced Tampa Bay fans like winning to see uh, all the messages and, and phone calls from all the people i met in my time in boston and diehard patriots fans being like we were rooting for you like i actually did cry at the super bowl i'm not even gonna lie to you it was beautiful um and then thank you guys for for bringing me on here this was so much fun i love this i think uh this is exactly what what people should be doing with their free time because yeah. i don't see a better use of it not in my opinion
0: absolutely not it, it, it's the and best of time yeah
2: yeah, hopefully you guys. This is something you, you know you guys get to do all the time because you guys we are do. fantastic. We do. <laughs> and, and, and what, is this?
1: what episode is this?
0: Oh boy, we never uh, did that. Uh, it's, it's, it's season six. three, episode six. Ep- is it
1: episode season three, episode six? So this is probably it. when is our hundredth uh, episode?
0: I should really check that. We haven't we're, counted. we're probably yeah. We're probably approaching like seventy-five or something like that.
2: That is awesome.
0: Yeah. But we, we need to have you back Go again. Ahead. This has been a lot of fun.
2: Yes. Oh, I'd love it, man. I'd love it. That'd be
1: awesome. And you can come to Vegas with us, too. Because, you know, now I've, I've,
2: we're going. We are. I got to check if I'm not banned still, but I think I screwed <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right.
0: Well, uh, you know, to the fans until listening at home, until next time.